Yes, I knew Sister White. We will not fear. The kingdom is alive. The kingdom's on the move with the poor and the meek and the hungry and the lonely. I'll never forget it. Welcome to Adventist Voices, Spectrum's podcast. I'm Alexander Carpenter, and I'm honored to be here with some of Pacific Union College's best uh, faculty and students, and we're going to be talking about GASP. And I'll turn it over to Dr. Brian Ness next to explain uh, who GASP is. Yeah, and probably the best way to do that is just for me to go over. We have a, a Facebook page. And on that Facebook page, we have um, a statement about, well, the about statement for the group, which I think explains it quite well. Uh, so let me just read that. Uh, it's GASP, Gay and Straight People is what it actually stands for, is an entirely unofficial student-run, nonpartisan group at Pacific Union College. Our sole purpose is to be a resource for students facing adversity because of their sexual orientation and or gender identification and to foster understanding within the Christ-centered Adventist community at PUC. GASP seeks to provide open discussion of issues facing LGBTQ students at PUC and encourages community both with other LGBTQ students and with supportive allies at PUC. All those interested in supportive conversations about these, the issues facing lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgendered, and questioning students at PUC are welcome. And uh, I think that says it all. We do welcome both uh, the LGBTQ community as well as anybody who is uh, affirming, supporting of that community as well. So, and it's been around since 2008. And I know Audrey can probably add some historical stuff to that. But since 2008, it's been in existence here. So, yeah, Audrey, do you want to talk a little bit about your role and, and what gas means to you? Yeah, well, so uh, I wanted to first add on a little bit to um, what GASP has kind of become now. So um, GASP, we still have always had our intention to be an open, welcoming community for education and a safe space for people. And as part of that, we've also continued to establish and work towards these other two organizations under our GASP cloud. Um, one being safe spaces, which is basically we do like a little training for professors, faculty, staff, anyone on campus who wants to actively be like, hey, I'm a safe space for you in this department. Um, and so we do a little training, they get a cool sticker um, as well that they put on their door. And so if you're in a department and you see that sticker, you know, like, oh, I can talk to this person, which um, as a history theology major, it is super helpful for me because, um, you know, theology is kind of iffy sometimes. And when I first came to PUC, I was like, oh man, I don't know who's okay. Um, to be out to. And then the other organization we have is uh, Our Place, which is um, strictly LGBT um, students um, meet together. So while GASP is for everyone, um, you don't out yourself if you come to GASP, you can just come as an ally. Um, we have Zoom as well. So we met through the pandemic as well. And now we have hybrid meetings, um, which has been super cool. Um, so we have people across the country joining us sometimes. Um, but, uh, our place is specifically for, uh, just LGBT students and, um, in regards to GASP now, um, even though we're not, uh, 
a, an official club on campus. Um, we have been the club that has been meeting the most consistently and the most often um, throughout the past like decade and a half. Um, we meet bi-weekly consistently and we have at least one special event every quarter. Um, and we even kept meeting through the pandemic, which not a lot of the official on-campus clubs did. Mm. Well, that's really helpful context. Can we just go around anyone else who wants to kind of chime in and just maybe mention informally what GASP means to you, why you're, you know, interested in um, this kind of legendary uh, group on, on the, in the PUC community? I'm a new newer student on campus this quarter. Um, I, my mother has, uh, supported GASP for quite a while and been active on the Facebook and other things and, uh, being a part of it and being able to be there and be, help promote change in ways on campus and also, you know, be able to converse with people and have a group around you that is just always going to be there for you has been extremely beneficial. Um, the high schools I went, the high school and the other college I went to did not have those options. Um, my high school is quite the opposite. Um, and so PUC is, and the gas club has been like a fresh start in that sense. That's really great to hear. Um, I'll turn it over to whoever wants to talk next in a second, but, um, I think it's really important for people to understand that GASP is actually an attractor to some students. They understand there's a legacy there. Um, and so it can be a recruiting tool. And second, um, I know that, uh, that at some academies, there's GSAs like this um, or, or similar that are trying to meet students or trying to um, organize at the high school level and that's happening at various Adventist schools. So there's definitely a trend. Um, and, uh, um, in some ways they look to gasp as a, as a model for a really healthy community. Anyone else want to jump in? Uh, I could add in something about what gasp means to me in particular. So, um, if I had to say what gas means to me, I would like first and foremost, the word that comes to my mind is community, especially a community in a space where it's accommodating to people who may not have that same sense of community and space, maybe at home, like is the case for me. That's really great to hear. Thank you for sharing that. And that's one of the important parts of college is kind of creating um, communities that uh, in some ways fill in the gaps that um, are there in other parts, in, including in the, in the church. Anyone else want to just say something about what gas means to them before we move on? Kind of in a similar vein to what others have been kind of saying, um, PUC can be very isolating, and I don't just mean that in like a, like a social sense. Um, cause like you're up here on the mountain and it's like, you're, well, you, while we're still in California, we're not in like exactly the liberal parts of California. We're not in San Francisco. We're not in LA. Um, 
but so having a group that allows people to be who they want to be in a place where they might feel incredibly isolated, I think is super important. Yeah, that's a really great point. Um, yeah, it's uh, community is in many cases means life and um, flourishing. So thank you for that. I want to jump in on one thing just really quick because uh, I've seen many students come through gas, but we've had some that really did not have any other place. Their home was actually very unfriendly to them. And, and GASP has been, has been a, a haven um, in so many ways. I mean, we've had occasional students that even their parents had thrown them out. And, and this, was, this was literally the only place they had where they could feel a, family, a sense of family. So Yeah, that's great. Um, oh, sorry. Before Go ahead. we move on, would it be, I realized I didn't share like my personal no, like, yeah, please. experience yeah. with that. Great. Um, for me, I, uh, so for me, gas was one of the major reasons I came to PUC because I, I knew that I felt a calling to do ministry, um, but I knew that there weren't a lot of safe spaces for me. And I had come to visit one of my cousins who had been here at PUC and I saw this like thing about gasp and I'd heard about gasp and like there was, it was a lot of the the debates going on um, at the time. So not the best, but because I had heard of its existence, I knew if I came here, I would have a safe space and I would have a place where I can actually be myself, which was super important to me um, as, you know, as a Hispanic woman, gay woman in ministry. Uh, it is very rare to find these safe spaces within my other communities. And so it was, it was so cool because for me, going to GASP, attending a meeting was the first time in my life ever I was able to fully and completely be myself. And that felt liberating. Hmm. Wow. I love, I love that word liberating. Um, well, I'm looking forward to see what you do with uh, your identities and ministry. So definitely keep in touch because Spectrum is all about that. Yeah. JP? Um, another thing that I was reminded of when Audrey was speaking. Um, so as someone who grew up in a home where lots of things were numbers and statistics, um, including people's sexuality and gender. It was more seen as like an issue and a statistic than it was seen as like a community. I like coming to PUC, I wasn't entirely sure what to expect from that because I had grown up in a, in a place where that's what it was. Um, and so I think it's like really important that we're not just seen as like a diversity statistic or like a problem, but that it's actually like something that's doing a whole lot of good rather than just an issue. Yes. Uh, and uh, thank you for reminding us of the humanity that's involved here. Yeah. Um, um, some Another thing I just wanted to add was on top of the community, it's the friendships and the connections that you can build through this club. And like, even, even through hardship, you grow closer and you just you build the connections you wouldn't have if you weren't 
you know, you didn't have these people to support everybody and support everything behind everybody. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Yeah. That um, it seems to me GASP has been a support group and a kind of activism group. And those two parts are, I think, one of the that dynamic really keeps it um, healthy and meaningful. Um, so you have been making news lately, <laughs> folks. Uh, let's talk about that because I've been hearing some things and I would like to actually do a little journalism here and listen to your story. So can you tell us why you made some news lately? Yeah, so um, I was patient zero in the situation. <laughs> and <laughs> that's my favorite joke about this to make, <laughs> or one of my favorites. Um, so for PUC, for our, our club rush, or not our club rush, our fall fest, sorry. For our fall fest, um, it is only PUC approved clubs that are allowed to participate in this fall fest. And it's not just because of GASP, it's because before they made this rule, they made this rule between 2004, 2006. Um, there were a lot of weird people coming and trying to promote things that PUC did not agree with. Um, there were people, you know, scam doing missionary scams, um, credit card companies wanting to come and like things that just gener genuinely were not okay. So this rule has been in place since around 2006. Um, but GASP uh, has a applied to be an official club almost every year, except for the past three years, um, mostly because COVID. And then the last year was because we were focusing on rebuilding our community. But GASP has applied to be an official club and has been denied. And this Fall Fest, we decided, hey, let's apply to participate in this Fall Fest and just see what happens. Um, we had gotten a new student director of involvement. So we were like, hey, let's just see what happens. And we had gotten approved, um, I think two months in advance. Uh, we had gone through the whole process. We had been approved. Um, and for the approval to go through, it goes through multiple offices, not just the student involvement person. Multiple people review it. And everything was all right until, um, and I don't know how much details we want to share, but until the, <laughs> I know some people are very okay with calling out names. Um, <laughs> But until the day of, about an hour and a half before, nothing had gone wrong. Until an hour and a half beforehand. I feel um, like we need dramatic music here. This is exciting. Yes, I know, the, the Jaws theme playing in the background. <laughs> um, an hour and a half before, I get a phone call um, from the student life director saying, hey, I'm so sorry, upper administration went like over me and they're shutting us down. You're not allowed to be there. And so uh, what had ended up transpiring was that we were not allowed to participate even though it had been advertised to the high school students which were attending for college days as well. Um, even though they had known, even though other people had known and been excited to see us there, even though we had put a lot of um, financial and physical labor into preparing for Fall Fest, we were not allowed to participate. And it had been because um, an administrator had been walking around and saw that we were listed as a club there and had a whole situation happened where they, um, it just, it didn't, 
they went above and it was upper administration that made this decision. And um, what really upset us were um, we had parents and students coming up to us saying, we were expecting to see you here, um, or uh, I don't see anything about LGBT safety here. Will my kid be safe coming to school here? And it just, it, it demoralized us so much. And um, we weren't, we weren't the only, sorry, um, the reason stated, the official reason was because we were not an official group, but there were other, sorry, there were other non-official groups that were there. So um, we had Missions, who is not an official club there. Um, we had uh, a senior class that is not an official club also there. And so if that was the reason, it, it didn't make sense. Um, we, we decided as a group that we wanted to address um, our supporters, our people, the people that have been coming to us and asking why weren't we there um, and let them know why. And so we released uh, an Instagram post and we posted it on Facebook um, detailing what had happened, why we were calling them out and kind of our reaction to it. And then I think people can tell more about the after effects, what happened, um, the conversations going on right now, but that's great. That's I'll go to Dr. Ness next, but um, then I want to hear from whoever wants to share about how that made you feel. And we can kind of, you know, take us to that moment when you heard and what that meant to you. But Dr. Ness. I just wanted to add one little detail there. It turns out I was, um, I was actually about a half hour before that, I was actually rehearsing some music for a program that I was a part of. And, and I, and, and the person who made the phone call did call Audrey first and then uh, uh, then called our president uh, of the club. And finally they called me and, and I, after hearing from a couple of the members and I'll tell you that this was, I have not seen such excitement and gas for some time when getting ready for this. I mean, it was really, I, I'm serious. They, they were into this. They were really into preparing. Um, we had these, poles that we're going to have on the sides of the table that were rainbow you know covered with streamers and we had some flags and stuff uh, the various different flags and things they were really ready to do this and it was so exciting and and i even knew of one um uh person from another academy who was coming specifically with a few students to to see gasp because they were planning to start a gsa on their campus and they came to you know they wanted to visit me and, and see gasp members so it was so there was a lot of emotion, I think, already invested here. And then all of a sudden have it some come crashing down a half hour before uh, the, the time to go into the gym and actually get started. It was it was it was devastating. And I, you know, I I know some of them were nearly in tears. So they can describe it themselves, but I can tell you from my uh, you know, feedback I got, this was this was completely devastating. And and just didn't didn't seem fair on any level that that I could see. So so that's why uh, there was a lot of emotion after that, and I had to, I had to work with them a bit to, you know, help get the word out without <laughs> blowing it out of the water. But we, yeah, it was, it was really hmm. uh, very emotional. Yeah. Well, I can't imagine that feeling. Um, no one wants to put all that energy into something and then just be f kind of told that you don't belong all of a sudden. Uh, Gwen. Um, uh, so a few of us, uh, a little bit before the 
um, announcement came out. We were um, hanging around in one of the departments, uh, chatting with a professor and just kind of talking about our excitement and how we were look so much, so looking forward to what we were going to do at Fall Fest. And we were talking to this professor and the professor was like, I'm so proud of PUC for, you know, making the steps to actually allow you guys there. And not five minutes later, we were got a text message that we were canceled from Fall Fest. And all of us initially almost didn't want to believe it. We were kind of in shock. We actually went down to the gym to uh, talk to um, the coordinator in person to hear it like directly and confirmed what we were fearing. And um, the disappointment that I know myself and a lot of people felt and the frustration, anger, and sadness and overall was pretty strong that day. It was hard going through Fall Fest, having knowing that we should have been there. Yeah. So. Yeah, I please someone tell me what it was like to walk around thinking, wow, we could have been here with our rainbow pole streamers and all this celebration. Instead, you're just like feeling like you're not really a full member of the community of PUC. Uh, yeah. Prior to Fall Fest, actually, when we got the announcement that we were allowed to participate, like it felt really like a historic, it was a historic moment for GASP and for the school. And we were all like really gearing up to, to participate in Fall Fest. We spent like months gathering supplies and making plans and figuring out what we wanted to do for our booth. And we put a lot of work into it, like for real. And when I had gotten the call that we weren't allowed to participate, um, this was a little after Audrey got the call, like maybe an hour or so less than an hour before we were supposed to set up. We were we were literally on our way to the gym to set up our table when we got the call saying that we weren't allowed to participate. And and just as Gwen said, like we were dumbfounded that like what do we do now? Like what do we do? with all the 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 candy and the streamers and the table we prepared what do we tell these like academy students and the students and staff on campus who are excited to see us and who were expecting us there and it felt as if like we had let them down and that like we missed out on a historic moment N not of our own fault even and actually um I had met with one of the students who was going there specifically to see us, the one that uh, Dr. Ness mentioned. And, you know, it was heartbreaking having to explain why we weren't there and like how we had to hide ourselves. We were not like allowed to demonstrate the living proof that we have a space here and so do you if you choose to come to the school. And just like the sheer irony of telling them that they had a space here behind like a closed office door, it just felt like super shameful. And I was just disappointed and sad that things had gone out this way. 
Yeah, thank you for sharing that. Um, it's very moving. Uh, sorry that you have to relive uh, some of these painful memories, but I really appreciate you being willing to talk about it. It's important to document this. It's important for um, the wider Adventist community to really understand what their policies mean in real life. Um, it's not just a sort of theological thing that they can pass and then think that schools are going to, you know, uphold these values and no one gets hurt. In fact, it, it hurts people very directly. Um, so let's see, who's next? Uh, Audrey, do you want to share? Yeah. So I, I, um, my main emotion was anger and frustration. Um, I here at PUC have experienced a lot of discrimination, um, which uh, briefly, um, I was on essay and I was told that I couldn't be in a same sex relationship or advocate or else I would be fired from my job because it, we signed that as our, in our student handbook when we attend PUC. Um, so I had to figure that out. Um, I wasn't allowed to interview with the conferences for through my theology department um, because I was LGBT and um, they said that it wouldn't help my or they said that my employability factor was low. Therefore, I wasn't able to interview with conferences, which is what every senior that goes through our department does. Mm -hmm. um, I I it's it's just like a, a buttload of stuff that I've had to endure while here. And this came on the tail end of a lot of genuinely shitty things that had happened. And so um, when this happened, I was just angry. I was, I was on a boat on a history trip at the time that I was called. And so I get this call, we're going on a ferry back to the mainland. Um, and I get this call and I'm like, <laughs> I'm not the president. I'm not gonna deal with this, but I, I was upset and um, my, my immediate reaction was like, they're not going to get away with this. And um, I think that was a good reaction to have because uh, while this situation sucked, I think um, everyone here can agree that this has been one of the best things to happen for GASP in a long time because it's given us publicity. So more people know that we exist, which is awesome because we want people to know we're here to know that we're a resource um and also this was a big mess up on their part we did everything right yeah because we did everything right it is so clearly their mess up which means that it is a very a, a more clear advocacy point because we didn't do anything wrong mm -hmm. yeah uh, JP, and then we'll go to Dr. Ness. I was, I went over with a couple of people when we were going to set up, um, and I wanted to check in with some of the, the, um, administration that were helping set up tables to check and see, uh, cause I'm also president of the visual arts club. Um, and so I was going over to check on that as well, but, um, I went up to, one of the people of uh, the there were two people standing and i went up and i asked i was like so is is gasp a lot of table like i heard this like do you guys want to like tell us to our faces or like what's up and so 
one of them sounded like really heartbroken about it, but the guy behind him kind of just stood back, his arms crossed over his chest with a little bit of like a smirk on his face and let the other guy handle it. And that just felt very disappointing that it's like you can't even feel remorse for it in a sense. Um, and I was also in the same boat as Audrey last year um, as I also ran for essay and they, um, they made me come out to a pastor and the VP of student life. Mm. So that was <laughs> entertaining. <laughs> and you, you also weren't out to your parents at the time. I was also not out to my, I'm out to my parents now, but <laughs> at the time that was not the case. Yeah, wow. Dr. Ness, you've been um, part of this uh, journey as well. I'm sure dialoguing with administration, trying to figure out what's up. Uh, do you, can you kind of talk a little bit about your experience? Yes, I can. In fact, um, as Audrey had mentioned, we, we've tried to work with administration over the years, um, talked with them a lot about you know the needs of GASP and what we can do and so on. And we actually had felt like we had made some progress in the last few years because they'd begun to at least allow us to do a few things. We could get some of our announcements out on Instagram. Sometimes it was it was uh, forwarded by the student life and other things. So some of our announcements would get out sometimes. And actually this year, I, mean, I think part of the reason we felt like the, the Fall Fest, even though it seemed, wow, they're going to let us do this, it didn't seem all that like amazing because they'd already let us be involved, not officially, but unofficially, we were involved in the uh, club rush at the beginning of the quarter. We didn't have our own table, but the social work department let GASP use their table and share it with them. And so there was a presence there and, and it was a, a beginning. And so this felt like the next step. And I'll have to say after and, and as Audrey pointed out, I appreciate her saying this, that the administration really made a big error here. I mean, they even admit it was a communication error is what they're calling it. And it kind of was, yeah, but it was an error. I mean, it was simply they, there were people that didn't know uh, that, that the club really had gone through the proper channels to get, um, you know, involved in Fall Fest. And then nobody bothered to look at the details of that at the time the final decision was made. And so that was made hastily and, and gas was left out. And so I think um, I have, I know a lot of the administrators personally, and I think some of them are, I think they're embarrassed, but I just hope that means they will also maybe do what's right. And so right now, um, and none of the, uh, none of the students have mentioned this yet, and you may want to ask about it. We did meet with the administration and they can give you some input on that as to how they felt that went. But I, I did feel like the administration at least made efforts to listen this time. Um, they didn't try to argue with us on any of the points really. Um, and they say we're going to seriously look at the issue of becoming a club and uh, it's my hope that they will and, and i think that something like well this podcast for example other people know and a lot of people know uh, at this point but to let others know that to let the administration here know that this is a good thing we need to move forward we need to make a space uh, for our queer students uh, that they can be at home on the puc campus and and that means really to be fully participating in all kinds of things. And I should finish by saying, even though I haven't officially asked any other departments, I already know that I, a number of departments that at this point 
in future things like Spring Fest or Fall Fest, they would probably let us share their table without permission. <laughs> I mean, from, you know, administration, just because they really do. We have a lot of support among the faculty. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that that there are some that may even be willing to go that far. So uh, there's been a lot of faculty feedback on this. Uh, the majority of the faculty have put their word in saying GASP needs to be, you know, a club and needs to be able to participate. So so that's that's my take on it. You know, being around the faculty and the administrators, I think there's a lot of support. We just need to somehow um, help them see that this is better for PUC as well. I guess some of them aren't convinced of that, I think. Well, it seems to me uh, that one way that folks who listen to this podcast could make a difference is uh, call up administration and talk to maybe even uh, some folks on the board, especially if you're a PUC alum, and say, look, these are great future leaders and uh, great students, and um, they are paying just as much money as people in the other clubs, and that means that they are being disenfranchised. And uh, I think those sort of arguments, uh, the more people make those uh, to the people in power, maybe some some of this injustice can go away. Um, so, yeah, Audrey. Um. Ping, piggybacking off of that and what would be helpful. Yeah, please. Um, I email, call, um, especially like you said, if you're an alumni administration, um, call the president's office, email the president's office, student life, every level, everything, because what it really helps convince is to show that PUC is on the wrong side of history right now that it isn't a majority that is against having GASP as a club or is against having LGBT students have protections and rights. It is a minority, in fact, that is hateful and homophobic and transphobic. And for administration to see that and not just hear it is so important. Yeah. And you're right, GASP has contributed so much to PUC. Um, not just in training, not just in the the emotional labor we've put in to help educate professors, students, leaders around us, but GASP has a long tradition of, it's almost like a, a pipeline of people are in GASP leadership and then they go into student leadership. They become senators, they become essay members. We have a long history of that. We, more than any other club, contribute student leaders. And it's kind of crazy, again, that like GASP makes this leadership, it fosters this leadership growth, fosters this sense of community, it helps teach people these things. And and yet, again, we're not recognized for our work. Yeah, uh, I'll say it, Adventism needs you, uh, need your leadership skills and your attention to um, these uh, matters of justice. So Gwen. Bouncing off of what Audrey said as well, um, just another thought of spreading awareness. Um, show this to your friends, your family. Like, ba- let pe- let people know who may not even hear these, you know, this podcast or any of our other, you know, announcements. Let as many people know as possible, because the more, the more, the merrier. 
<laughs> That's right. Let's turn these. Uh, yeah, let's turn this into something um, that creates positive change. Yeah, Madam Prez. <laughs> uh, going off of what Audrey said about how GASP contributes to the campus, uh, not only like the people in GASP, but the fact that there are queer students everywhere and everywhere on our campus, and they contribute to our campus, in fact. Um, where after Fall Fest, I had gone around collecting testimony from a bunch of the queer students to gauge how they felt about the whole situation. And one in particular stuck with me. It was um, a nursing student. Uh, she had to miss Fall Fest because she was at clinical. And she said for two hours, she had to hold the skin of this man's neck from falling apart. And all the while she was saving this man's life, she was wearing the uniform of the PUC nursing program that she was proud to be in. And after all that work, she came back only to hear that we had gotten shut out, that like we weren't allowed to participate in Fall Fest anymore. And that's just super unfair that like you, you just saved a man's life while wearing the school's logo only for the school to turn around and tell you that you and people like you were bad for the school's image and should be hidden. Like she said, she felt that the school told her she was a stain on like the uniform she wore. And that like immense betrayal is not just unfair to us, but like it's unfair to all the queer students on campus. And I feel that how they treat us informs queer students of how the school will treat them. That was an incredible anecdote. Thank you so much for sharing that. It really um, crystallizes the issues here. Um, I guess if there's, where are you, what are you planning next? It sounds like uh, you're um, hanging strong. Uh, you've got finals coming up, so good luck. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, so the real world of school, um, you know, continues and the real world of activism is a part of that. And I'm maybe just curious how, you know, how you as a group and individually are kind of mapping out. It sounds like you have some great possible options coming, going forward, but yeah, just maybe love to know what's, uh, giving you hope as you go through this story? Well, so uh, I think uh, there are a couple things that are giving us hope. I'd, I'd say three major things. Um, the first one is we did have a meeting with administration and they were not only willing to listen, which is something they've, they've said they've done for the past decade, but they've actually been taking action, which has been phenomenal and new, which is a welcome thing. Um, we're still waiting to hear back on a couple of items, but we met with them. We had certain things we wanted them to understand. For example, the emotional part of this decision, um, the application to be an official club or to at least have club rights because some universities on the West Coast here uh, have unofficial clubs, but they have club rights, which is something that would be important to us. Um, looking at some of the homophobic policies and 
having a town hall so that students can ask their questions to administration over what happened, which all of these things are things that are currently being worked on and work towards happening, which is awesome. We just applied again to be an official club and we'll see how that application goes. Um, and there have been a couple of bills in academic Senate and student Senate that have been proposed and are um, being looked at right now as well for GASP to be a club. Uh, the second thing that has been super, um, or that I think was really good that we were looking forward to is the fact that we have a lot more people attending GASP. I think the, and other people can chip in here. The next, the GASP meeting that happened after Fall Fest was one of the best attended GASP meetings. Um, and this kind of leads into the third thing that has, that's been really hopeful for us is that we got a couple of really nice donations, which is awesome. Because we're not an official club, we can't fundraise and we don't have centralized funding. So for years, a lot of the snacks or goodies or things we brought came out of the pockets of um, some of the sponsors or out of the students themselves. And so we, we, we're, you know, we're going to a movie this upcoming week that we get to pay for for students, it's free. Uh, we bought pizza and food and it's just it's it's been really cool because we can do things that we we weren't able to do before because of the publicity it's gotten which is nice let me jump in there and say if folks want to uh maybe buy you some more pizza uh how can they donate I, i'll jump in here because you know you mentioned aj uh, when we were talking before things started as one of our past presidents he actually did contact me um, through Facebook and said, "Hey, I want to give a pizza party to, to Gasp," and uh, and we had one because he he donated the funds for the whole party. Oh, that's great. So, yeah, so I mean, if anybody wants to, they you know they get a hold of me. Uh, I'll be glad to, you know, pass that along and have a good party with the students. So and what what's students your... love nothing more than than food. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> please free food. The calf is not the best. We would love free food. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, you're welcome to give out my email address, or I can give it right yeah, here. Just go it's, ahead and tell us what yeah, it's, it's, is. Yeah, bness at puc.edu. And so they can just email me. And if they're interested in, in donating like that, let me know. Uh, I'm I'm working also, we did talk to the administration, you know, about being a club, but the other side was that was kind of a minor point was that we need an account, you know, that, that we can use on campus to keep our funds because uh, it really, we don't have a good place. I, I'm keeping the funds right now, but I, I think it needs to be in a central account that's specifically for that. And so that's another request we've made and other clubs on the West Coast, even the unofficial ones have that right as well. Uh, of keeping their funds and even getting some funding in some cases from the university. Yeah. So, yeah. That's great. So B N E S S at P U C dot E D U. That's correct. Feed our students. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyone else want to share what's uh, giving you hope through these uh, dark times? Sure. Oh, never mind. Hold on. Go ahead, madam. What? No, you can go. You can go because you spoke the president before. always goes first. You're oh, so polite. Go, go uh, ahead, Madam Perez, and then we'll go to Gwen. Say a little bit. I think um, like what's been encouraging to see beyond just like meeting with admin, which is like great in itself. I think I find that it's encouraging and affirming to know that 
like the amount of support we received, like in the wake of Fall Fest from students, uh, faculty and staff, has just been like enormous. And it really like demonstrates that like while queer students may be a minority, like we are not unwelcome. And that like the force of the school is behind us on this. And it's letting us do like incredible things like petition to be an official club or get official funding and and all these wonderful things that like we could not do without the support of everybody here. Mm, that's great to hear. Thank you. Gwen. Kind of works perfectly. Bouncing off of that, um, with both the support that so many students and faculty have provided, we've also just the passion that not just us, but so many people on campus have, you know, shown and pushed and been there for all, all of this, all of these situations that have just, you know, built up on one on top of the other meetings all the time. And the overwhelming backing that we've been provided and the, you know, passion that everybody within this group has provided has just, just shown, just given me hope as well. Hmm. That's great. Well, I have a, a weird idea to end this, which is everyone take their mic off and you all say gasp together as a way of ending it. Just uh, we'll see if it works. But I really appreciated talking with all of you. Thank you so much for um, being real and talking about your experience, being vulnerable, and also being leaders um, and idealists through this. So um, looking forward to seeing what happens next and uh, know that there's a lot of folks that are with you in solidarity and in, in faith that uh, good will come. So keep up the good work. And now I'll say like one, two, three, and then we'll all say gasp together. All right. We'll see if we'll see what happens. All right. One, two, three. Yes. Yes. All right. <laughs> yes, I knew Sister White. We will not fear.